Here we go. Final seconds. Clutch is his name. Talking sports is his game. End zone. Touchdown with no time left. Pushing the limits. They win on the last play of the ball game. There are no limits. Are you kidding? Who can you count on to make the last throw or shot? Wow, and the game is over. Mikey Clutch. This is the final play. Unbelievable. Uh, we are back. We are back. This is the final play of Mikey Clutch and Justin Matthews, J. Matt, the final blitz. Yes, sir. Blitz package and the final play, the final blitz. Um, yeah, we had a good Thursday night game. I know it was a little boring for some. Maybe had fell asleep at the first in the first quarter and woke up after the game like, what the hell just happened? But I will tell you, the end of the game lived up to what the whole game is supposed to look like. Um, obviously, the Chiefs came away with the victory late. Coming back, again, Patrick Mahomes is just, whenever he's down 10 and Andy Reid's down 10, they find a way to come back. It's crazy. His winning percentage is 55% when down 10 points at some point in the game. And that is by far the best in league history. It's not even close. I think Brady's second at like 40%. So Mahomes is winning over 50% of his games. He now moves to 22 and three in that division since starting. Um, He just owns it. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears that he says, and it's it's Patrick Mahomes owns this West. I will say, though, the, the Chargers look damn good, and they were in control of that game. But key injuries on that offensive line in, in the second half, the Chiefs were able to get some pressure on Herbert. Obviously, Herbert at the end getting hurt, too. Which it was said yesterday that he has a fractured rib cartilage. Mm. I didn't know you can fracture cartilage. I thought you could just tear it, strain it, yeah, whatever. Like yeah. um, but fractured rib cartilage, he's day-to-day. Luckily for them, they played on Thursday, so he's got extra time to recover before next weekend. They're going to see if he can practice next week. So, I mean, it's good. He gets to recover, kind of take some time, rehab it, or do whatever he needs to do to um, kind of let that thing heal a little more than it could. But, man, the throw he made, I know there was that third and one where he could have ran for the first down and slid, but I think even sliding was going to hurt hurt him even sliding so he just kind of threw it away he looked like he dead arm his left arm is dead so they end up going forward on fourth and one he hits a deandre carter beautiful throw where only deandre carter can catch it gets inside of him and obviously they score go for the onside kick bounces off a chief and if they would have recovered that i mean who knows what happened and, and herbert it just he was in pain after after that hit he got hit two plays in a row and he just couldn't really do anything too much, but he willed his way. And I mean, that's what your team loves to see is your quarterback goes down, is in excruciating pain, and you can visibly see it. And he still goes out there and delivers a touchdown and, and still gives your team a chance. So they made it closer than what it probably could have been. But on the reverse side, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, the throws he makes – it's just it's a thing of beauty is there really any discussion now who the greatest player right now in the league talent wise is i really don't think so i know josh allen he's got that dual threat ability because he can pull it down and run but mahomes just what he does in that pocket and outside of the pocket it's rogers-esque I mean, maybe even better than what rogers was young in his career but man i just it's crazy what he can do 
Yeah, um, I agree, man. When you talk about uh, Justin Herbert and him sustaining that injury and being able to come back and make that beautiful pass, I mean, that's that's it was it was just a thing of beauty. Um, that reminds me about uh Justin Fields, not to be a, a homer right now, but I truly fell in love with Justin Fields. I think I think it was the game against uh Trevor Lawrence when he um he uh and I'm and, and you know me, I'm not even big on college, but I actually watched this whole game. It was the first of the year, I think it was about two years ago now. And uh I think it was the same thing. Like he hurt his ribs and he came out and I think he threw five touchdowns after that. Like I truly fell in love with Justin Fields. At that point, I mean, just to see somebody get hurt and will their way through it and still be a great player, I mean, that's amazing. And then, like you said, on the uh, Patrick Mahomes side, I don't I, like this guy, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know. He's just phenomenal um, by far. I mean, right now it's him and Allen neck and neck, but hey, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. And watching this game, I think everything that we thought was just pretty much solidified. Like. Um, and and I mean for everybody. I mean, if if Keenan Allen was 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 playing, um, it would it definitely would have been a, a different type of game. But um, I mean Patrick Mahomes, man, Patrick Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes, still making the sidearm throws and the crazy throws. You got Derwin James, body slamming uh, Tyreek Hill. I mean, a big physical safety solidified what we thought. This is why he got paid all of that money. Has played safety in the league. Um, Mike Williams, man, still an amazing deep ball threat. Hands coming up over you. I mean, everything that we thought, this guy is this, this guy is this, this guy. You know what I mean? It was just beautiful to see. Um, and it solidified everything that we thought. I really, really wish Keenan Allen was playing. And, um, yeah, man, that was it was just a phenomenal game. Yeah, it lived up to the hype. And that's the thing with these two teams. You got stars everywhere. Uh, it, it, obviously, with the Chargers, they got a little, they they got a couple more stars than. I, I, th- listen, everybody's on all the you know sports shows. Chargers probably have the best roster, fifty-three man roster. Which I said that even in the off season, just who they were able to get: J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack. Who Khalil Mack? I mean, he doesn't look like the Khalil Mack that was on the Bears the last few couple years. Uh, he's just different. Obviously, with Joey Bosa on the other side, that helps. Uh, you got J.C. Jackson coming back from injury. So he looked a little rusty. He got beat on that touchdown to, um, uh, where Watson beat him, and he almost recovered. Uh, but still, he, he's working his way back from injury. But Derwin James, I mean, to me, he is the base, best safety out there on the field when he's healthy. And it, it's it's been rough for him to stay out there. Um, but that's the thing. He is the answer for Travis Kelsey. Kelsey was somewhat limited. And look at that goal line stop um, that, you know, he stopped Kelsey from getting in. And I just, man, Derwin James, he flies all, he, he just flies off the TV. And he made a crucial third yeah. down stop. I, I believe it was uh, in the first half that the Chiefs were about to pick up a first down and he, he got there and tackled Kelsey before he can get there. But there's a lot of things that, oh, and not to mention the second year guy, Asante Samuel Jr., who stepped yep. up in a big way. He looked yep. really good. And if, if once J.C. Jackson gets back in a game shape, that's that's deadly. Both of these guys on the outside. Um, defense crazy, man. Defense, and I even like their uh, their nickelback Callahan. Callahan was playing really good too. So yep. they're deep on that roster. They're really deep, and they they could have won that game. I mean, look at absolutely that pick six that Herbert threw. We all saw it. 
Everett wanted out of the game. He was gassed, and he didn't finish his route, and it ends up in a uh, Herbert throwing a pick six because he couldn't finish his route and just kind of gave up on the play. And then you have, you know, that big mistake by Herbert and Mahomes could have had about three or four mistakes, but guys kept dropping interceptions. A couple interceptions were called back, um, which I thought that interception by Asante Samuel, that was an interception. I mean, I thought he had – had his hands under the ball, his arms under the ball. Yeah, it touched the ground, but they say it, the ball is allowed to touch the ground as long as you have, as long as you have control. And I thought that matched that. I, I thought he had control of the ball. It didn't move when it did graze the ground. Um, so that was called back. You had, you know, obviously ones that there was one interception by Derwin James Jr. that got called back because offsetting penalties. And then there was another interception as well that was called back on defensive pass interference, but it looked like the offensive guy pushed off and, and knocked the defender down. So there were some things that were working the Chiefs' favor, but again, the Chargers, you got to finish those games. It was still close enough, um, but yeah, I, it just, you love what you see from this game, and it sucks we only get this twice a year because this is kind of a matchup where you want to see three, four, five times a year. I mean, it's just, it's got that, they said it even on the broadcast playoff atmosphere. <laughs> in week two and if the Thursday night games are going to live up to this I'm all for it but yeah I liked what I saw from the Chargers I don't think they necessarily I mean they obviously lost the game but I, I thought they did enough to where they could have pulled it out and some things went the Chiefs way but listen Chiefs are going to be dangerous this is going to be the, they went up against one of the best defenses I think the top three defense that they're going to be top three this year and Mahomes did Mahomes things and, and found a way to win and come back and um, hold that offense. Uh, they were limited. So maybe it's going to look different if Keenan Allen is back in the second meeting. Um, hopefully Lindsley comes back. Uh, they, I think their offensive tackle got hurt too. So hopefully he comes back. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was a fun game at the end. Very, it was engaging. You were on the edge of your seat. Uh, so uh, yeah, wish we had this more. Yeah, um, I wish that uh, cause they always play week two. It seems like I wish that they would kind of save this matchup for when both teams are kind of hit, hitting they 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 stride and you know what I mean. So I don't like that it's always early either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, just going back to Mahomes, I just feel like he always gets lucky. Or and I'm not gonna say lucky. Like I'm not taking nothing away from him. He's clearly the guy right mm -hmm. but on top of that i mean it's it's also luck too like um i mean you know herbert gets hurt uh no keenan allen it's just it always just kind of end up for him the only time i feel like it, it didn't end up for him two times um obviously with the patriots and uh you know frank clark jumping off sides that didn't really have nothing to do with him but you know i feel like if he would have got a chance to get the ball back it would probably been a different story. And then last year with the um, AFC championship game, like, y'all got the ball. I mean, stuff like that is just, like, Mahomes, on top of his greatness, is always he got the little bit of extra, too. So, I mean, I don't I don't know what it is about him. It, it, it really is Brady-esque. It yeah. reminds me of. Um, and it's crazy that you, at the, at, at the top of the show, you mentioned those, those that uh, comparison about those two. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm thinking. That's, it's just like – not to take nothing away from Tom Brady, but, I mean, a couple of those Super Bowls, I don't care how you slice it. You don't win seven Super Bowls just because you – no. It, it, I mean, it's just – it's always – he kind of just got that 
that little extra, that little, yep. I don't know what it is. It's just, but hey, man, um, I'm, I'm going to stick to my prediction as far as the Chiefs not making the playoffs. I am a little worried about it. Um, I'm worried about it. Fantastic, but still early in the season. You know, like you said, I think Justin uh, Herbert played an amazing game. He played, he definitely played well enough to win that game. Mm-hmm. Just unfortunate circumstances, but maybe um, this comes down to that little oof that Mahomes always right. got. So, hey man, I, I still got the Chargers winning the division. Hopefully, Justin Herbert is healthy enough to play. He can practice, and I got Herbert as my MVP. So. At the moment, it's not looking too good, but um, we'll see. You know, it's a long season, and uh, these two teams are definitely going to have to face off again. So I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, and, I mean, they could kind of, if Herbert needs an extra week, have him come back a little slower because next week they do have the Jags. Um, So that might be an easier matchup. But, I don't know, the Jags, I think, are going to be a lot better this year than they have been. But, yeah, again, I'm still taking the Chargers to win this division. I do have the Chiefs making the playoffs because I kind of undervalued their defense. Their defense is still going to be really damn good. Uh, but, yeah, beautiful, great Thursday night game. Glad that we got that first game of the week, Chargers-Chiefs division. But – we're going to get you, don't worry, we're going to get you the debt-free pick three, and it's special because you get it from me and Justin. Six different games, you can either parlay them, bet them separately, but that's going to be at the end of the show. But let's get into these week two matchups on Sunday and Monday. We're going to obviously break down the Sunday night football game and both Monday night football games, but we'll start with some key matchups, bigger matchups. Obviously, there's a lot of games that look like they're going to be blowouts. At least that's what Vegas thinks. But let's start with – yeah, let's start with the Bucks at New Orleans. Both teams want to know New Orleans with that great comeback in the fourth quarter against Atlanta. Atlanta obviously doing Atlanta things, blowing leads in the fourth quarter. I think it was 16 points. And the uh, the Saints ended up coming back. And then obviously the Bucks really dominating Dallas. It wasn't even close. It even before Dak went down, it wasn't even close. So Tom Brady, can he get the monkey off his back at New Orleans? 0-4 since coming joining the Bucks against New Orleans Saints. So wh- wh- how do you see this game going? No, it's, it's really a toss-up. I'm kind of going back and forth. Um, I don't know, man. Part of me is like stick to what you know. I know both of us had the Saints coming out the NFC. I started to kind of get uh, worried listening to other people's takes on it. Oh, Dennis Allen, no Sean Payton, and uh, is Jameis really ready? And then, you know, you got this um, – I don't know what's going on with um, Kamara. I thought he was supposed to, like, miss the first six games or something like that. I was So I, I kind of made myself skeptical. But after seeing game one, I mean, you know, Michael Thomas came back looking like Michael Thomas got him two touchdowns. I mean, hey, so part of me just wants to – Stick with what you know. Okay, Saints got it. I believe they split. I'll tell you that for sure. I think they split. Um, I don't know which order is going to be in. Um, I think the Bucks looked really nice. I, I initially, I'll tell you this. I had the Bucks winning this game. I believe wholeheartedly this is Tom Brady's last season, and I don't think 
um, he's going to just not beat the Saints. I mean, besides that that uh, playoff win, I don't think he's he's, he's going to lose twice to the Saints in the regular season. I think he's going to at least get him one it's to go. So um, I had the Bucks winning, but now I, I, I thought a little bit more about it. That O-line is kind of – first off, they missed a lot of receivers. And now the O-line, I just kind of – I mean – because if you play in Dallas, I, Dallas is, is, is so overrated. But mm-hmm. but they look real good against Dallas. But, you know, they overrated. So I'm thinking, man, I know the Saints got his number. I know that this is a divisional matchup. I know that the Saints are a much better defense than uh, Cowboys. That O-line, man, I don't know if they can coexist uh, properly with face staring down Cam Jordan. And you got uh, – uh, what's my linebacker in the middle? Davis. Uh, Davis, tomorrow. Uh, yeah, yeah, Demario Davis. You got him in the in the middle, and then you got a guy who you can comfortably put on uh, leave one on one with uh, uh, Mike Evans. You know, so uh, damn, Marshawn Lattimore. Forget names. Um, oh yeah, he owns. Yeah, man. So so they've been going at it for a few years, and I just feel like this defense has Brady's number on top of on top of uh you know the Bucks having these deficiencies on uh, offense. So I'm not sure, man. I think uh, it's a toss up, Mikey. I don't know. I'm going I'm to go with the Saints. I'm going to go with the Saints. I'm going to go with the Saints in a very close game. Nope, I ain't going to even say a close game. Fuck it. I'm going to go with the Saints. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm probably going to change it tomorrow. But right now, right now, I'm my pick is the Saints. I think the defense got his number. Yeah, and going back to last year, first matchup in New Orleans, we had – 375 yards, four touchdowns, uh, but he threw that pick six that sealed the game. And then Jameis Winston also got hurt that game. So Trevor Simeon had to come in, and he still played well. Uh, but J- Winston started six for 10 in a touchdown, and you kind of it looked like, hey, Jameis, you know, that MVP, he was an MVP dark horse last year, and you kind of thought he was going to get it done. But, yeah, like you said, the offensive line woes for the Bucs, uh, they're – backup tackle is going to be out um, in the game. You, you also have uh, Tristan Wirfs, who's questionable right now. So, it, man, it, that pass rush, uh, and, you know, I told, I've been saying, like, the Saints have one of the best rosters in the league still. That defense is deep. I know they got rid of uh, that corner. Yeah, damn, I already forgot. Uh, God, so bad. Uh, Gardner? Gardner. Yeah. So they're not as deep in the corner, but I still think that Lattimore, he looks forward to this matchup against Mike Evans. Um, Jarvis Landry and paired with Michael Thomas. I thought Jarvis Landry was one of the most underrated signings in the offseason. Yes. You have yes. that with Chris Olave. I think their receiving court, they're going to be fine. I get it. Dennis Allen is 9-29 and 29 as a head coach or whatever it is. And I still think this roster is good enough to, and he's probably had time to sit behind Sean Payton and kind of learn how to, how to coach better, you know, and and get this team ready and prepared. Uh, But Tom Brady, Kenny, I don't think he's going to get over the hump this weekend. I'm still going to take the saints as well. They're at home. That crowd's going to be juiced up uh, and, and ready to go. And again, if that offensive line isn't ready for, the box i just don't see how they get it done um we saw them fizzle out in the red zone what was it four three three or four times last week against dallas and dallas 
you know, they really have Micah Parsons and uh, um, Demarcus Lawrence. So that's about it for the pass rush. And we saw Micah Parsons get get it done. And I I think this defense is going to be a lockdown in the secondary um, because, again, I think Trayvon Diggs is overrated as a corner. There's a reason why he led the league in interceptions is because people are throwing at him. Um, Did you hear what uh, Jamar Chase said? What did he say? About him. <laughs> I didn't he hear said, He said Trayvon Diggs is a terrific athlete, but he, he's hit or miss. He said either he all, he all the way on or he all the way out. Yeah. I'm like, that's true. <laughs> it's very true. and and it, It's true. We'll get into a little tease. Um, we'll <laughs> – that free pick three, I got that game in there, um, the Dallas Cowboys and, and Bengals. But, yeah, I, I, it's going to be a rough day for Brady. If he doesn't have time, it's not going to happen. Julio, he made that great deep grab last week, but he's on he's on the injury report, and, that, and that's the thing I was worried about. Listen, Julio, when healthy on the field, he's going to be one of the best receivers on the field. But he, it's, it's that struggle to stay on there, and Godwin's going to be out for this game. He got hurt. Um, luckily, it wasn't as serious as they thought. Uh, coming off that ACL injury from last year, I'm surprised that he actually played week one. But yeah. it's it's going to be – I think it's going to be a little bit of struggle. Again, no preseason. Well, they, they played a little bit of the preseason, at least Brady did. So last week wasn't like their first preseason game, even though it kind of was. But I'm going to take the Saints as well to win this out at home um, by a field goal. I think I think it'll be close, like like you said. I know you you changed it. You know, like I'm not gonna even call a close game, but uh, I got the Saints. Moving on to the next matchup, the Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens. This is probably gonna be the game. Of, well, this paired with the Bucks and Saints is probably gonna be the game of the morning. I have the Saints, or not the Saints, the Dolphins. I was gonna say, damn. I know. These are two division winners in, in I'm my sorry. You got who? I, I got the Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens both winning their divisions. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So uh, I, this is going to be a good game. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry not to cut you off. You got the Dolphins winning the division? Yep. The same one that the Bills playing? The same one that the Bills playing. Yes. Like with Josh Allen and. Yes. That same exact division. I, listen, Miami played well last week. I don't know what it is. They own the Patriots in Miami. And Bill Belichick, it just seems like he can never get the team prepared to play down there. But there's a lot of things I lo- loved. This roster's loaded. Mike McDaniel getting that first win out of the way week one. They're going to move the ball. They're going to move the ball. It's going to be hard to stop. I-, I do Listen, everybody brings up last year how bad the Ravens secondary was. But they were hurt. They're, they had, I think, all three starting corners. We're out for the season. Um, and again, I, I've said it, MetLife Stadium is the worst field to play on. They already got two guys out for the season with an Achilles, I think, tear and an ACL tear. And it, it's just they need to do something about that field. And I'm worried about Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley getting hurt again this weekend. Just watch out for that. that that's something that's on my radar because you, you just they can't play on this field. You know, Jets players and Giants players always get hurt, but it's mostly the visitors that come to play. Like that year, the Niners went down. I think three of our players got lost for the season in that same game against the Jets. But anyway, back to this game. Um, Lamar's looking looked good. Three touchdown passes. Rashad Bateman 
you know, me and you were calling for a number one receiver for this Baltimore Ravens team. And if Bateman, listen, he fulfilled it in week one. Let's see if he can consistently do that. Because if he can, <coughs> another hit that that front office got in the draft. And now you don't have to spend that money. He's on a rookie deal. And maybe later in the season, if you can get an OBJ, I'm telling you, if they can get OBJ in the that it's over. I think they're they're by far the best team, even against that uh, against that Chargers roster because I think the Baltimore Ravens have the second best roster in the league, and that defense they're going to play really well. I don't care who who's up against them. Kyle Hamilton's my um, pick for defensive rookie of the year, but Lamar's going to have a year, and if I, I want to see him have the year because Baltimore's going to have to pay him the fucking money. They're going to have to do it. Like, there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Like, Lamar deserves what he's asking for. And it, it, the Ravens better hope that they can pay him at the end of the season because I think he's a $50 million easily per year. And give him that $200 million guarantee or whatever the hell he's asking for because he, he deserves it. And we saw it last week. Listen, he's going to have a better year throwing. He's jacked up this year. He's beef. He's like just – you see it in the neck and the arms like – He's ready. He's ready. So I think this is going to be a good game. Um, the Miami defense is kind of what worries me a little bit, but I think Baltimore and the Miami offense is going to be able to find some ways to move the ball against that Baltimore defense, even though I think that defense is one of the best in the league as well. Yeah, man. Um, completely agree with everything that you said. Um, on top of that, you know, Lamar got the added motivation of last year because last year, the game against the Dolphins was the game that kind of uh, started the downfall, I guess, of their uh, season. <clears throat> he just did not look like uh, Lamar Jackson. I remember because I had him last year in fantasy. I remember just watching that game like, man, this season is just not it. I mean, he, he you know, they had the, they had the um, initial injuries and Lamar was looking like an MVP candidate. And I don't know if this game was the game that um, – you know, turn it all around. So I think he has that added motivation to, you know, uh, beat them for sure. And he's trying to prove something. You know, they didn't come to any contract uh, agreements. So contract, uh, all, all the contract talk has stopped. So on top of that added motivation from last year, he is trying to go out and prove, look, I am – uh, a, a superstar quarterback um, and I want to get paid. So I think he's going to go out there. He's going to put on a show. Um, like you said, hopefully Bateman can uh, continue to grow as a wide out and if not become a true number one, at least replace uh, Hollywood Brown so that down the stretch, like you said, if they're in good position to really make a playoff run, you can sign an OBJ and entice him to come over and I feel like that's really the only missing piece. Like you said, it's the second best roster. So I feel like that's the only real real missing piece. So, uh, man, it's looking pretty good for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, this game, yeah, I think we easily both got uh, Baltimore. You, you you got Baltimore? Well, you know what? We'll save it for the end. I kind of gave mine away, but, yeah, we'll save it for the end. But, uh, yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, uh, a key piece that's probably going to be out this game is Ronnie Stanley, the starting tackle for the Baltimore Ravens. He's doubtful with an ankle. So that's tough. I want he's to say always out, man. I know. Damn. And he's one of the best tackles in the league. 
Um, J.K. Dobbins is questionable. He was yeah. uh, he, he was a full participant this week in practice, so that's a good sign. But also some key questionables. You have Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey. You know, you're two, two cornerbacks after Kyle Fuller went out, like I said, with that ACL injury. He's on IR. And then Juwan James, uh, the tackle who, you know, tore his Achilles. Mm. So you need these guys out on the field uh, to have – a better chance because I think Miami Miami can take advantage because uh, they're they're not looking too bad on the injury report. Um, their main concern right now is, is going to be Teron Armstead. He's questionable, but he was limited at practice yesterday, Friday. So um, I think if he goes, then that obviously helps two out to give him more time because Teron Armstead, again, like one of the better tackles in this league. Um, but yeah, I. We'll, we'll save those picks at the end when we go through all the games and give it picks. I know we already did it for the Saints and the Bucks, um, but moving forward, we got the Niners and Seahawks. I know it's not a marquee matchup, but I can't go through the show and not talk about the Niners and their matchup. You know I, got, I got confused. I thought it was Atlanta and uh, San Francisco. And yeah, no, this is better. It's a uh, division rival. This, this, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. So obviously last week Niners lost to your Chicago Bears in that monsoon and a lot of people I hear wishy-washy takes you know Trey Lance isn't ready Jimmy needs to be in there or uh, you can't really judge Trey Lance because of that game and blah 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 I've said this since his first start against Arizona last year even in the preseason I was saying this he needs to fix the accuracy and he was doing just fine against the Bears. He was 7 for 11 in the first half, made some great throws, had some guys wide open, and he didn't miss them. But as the game went on and the weather got worse, that's kind of when you saw the accuracy worsen as well. But Justin Fields was able to throw just fine. So can I pin it, pin it on the weather? I'm not too sure. It, maybe because Lance – I mean, he, he played in – North Dakota. I'm pretty sure they got rain. But then again, he only played one year at college, and who knows how the weather was in those games. He probably might have had great weather in all, all the, every game that he played. But the fact that Justin Fields went out there and looked that good against a top defense in the league, that's what's caused for concern for me. And the unnecessary hits that he took. Listen, I know he fights for the yards and all that, but Lance got hit pretty good uh, on a few plays. And this is why I'm glad that the Niners kept Jimmy. I'm not saying put Jimmy out there right away, even though I think that Jimmy should have probably got the start this whole season just to let Lance grow. He's 22 years old. You know, he needs more time to learn and fix those throwing mechanics because that's what I saw. Like, he, he seems a little erratic sometimes in a pocket when, when the pocket collapses. He just forces that ball out, and he doesn't have the touch on the ball yet either. But – Seahawks coming off that win against Denver on Monday night. Big shocker. But really, I mean, first game this season against Russell Wilson coming back to Seattle. The 12th man I knew was going to be a factor in this game, caused some penalties. Uh, but I do think that the Broncos should have still won that game. They were moving the ball all game long. Seattle couldn't do anything in the second half. But hand it to Pete Carroll got the big win against Russell Wilson to kind of get that validation. Like, Hey, we can be fine without him, and we don't need him. But 
you need Russell Wilson. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, division game, it, it's a, I think it's a 10 point spread right now, nine and a half point spread in Vegas for Seattle. I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't see it being that big of a blowout because again, I think it's going to rain in San Francisco too tomorrow or Santa Clara. And uh, I just, I haven't seen enough from Lance to where he earns almost a 10 point, <laughs> a 10 point spread uh, against a Seattle team in division, your rival, Pete Carroll's still the coach. And I just, what do you think? Yeah, um, I agree with that. I completely, uh, completely agree with that. I don't think we've seen enough from Lance to warrant that uh, 10 point spread. But just real quick to hint back on what you were saying with the uh, Chicago game, you say you can't really necessarily blame it on the um, rain. I think you can. I think it's a few factors. I'm not too worried about them because it's so such a little small sample size. You know what I'm saying? I think about Justin Fields' first game and how terrible he looked. I mean, obviously Matt Nagy was there. Terrible play call and wasn't playing to his to his strengths. And uh, he got sacked a million times. It was it was bad against Cleveland. But I count this as Trey Lance's real first game because, and on top of that, this is the first game, you know, we got Trey Lance, he comes in, he plays the full game. Madge, we still got Jimmy G breathing behind his neck, you know, breathing down his neck. Um, so he's got the pressure of that. He's thought to supposedly win this game because he's clearly got the better roster, um, got the better head coach, and he's not at home. He's in Chicago. This is another reason why that Chicago man. I'm telling you, home field advantage. But anyway, that rain game. I mean, yeah, he, he's from Minnesota, so you know, Midwest guy, North Dakota. Um, so I would think that the rain wouldn't affect him, but it is a mental thing. On top of you know, this me counting this as his first game, him not being at home, him expect him expected to win versus Justin Fields. Yeah, he plays in it, but this is his home. Um, he got. He played most of the season last year. Uh, what else? He, um, our head coach, was using Justin Fields properly. He was, um, you know, playing to his strengths. Uh, so Justin Fields has an extra year of development with these some, with most of these guys, few of these guys. But um, you know, so I, I think that played a lot into it. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too worried about Lance. I just think he needs, you know, it's such a small sample size. Give him time. So. I think y'all would be all right. Um, as far as this game, yeah, man, like you said, it's a division game, and so it was surprising that they even beat Russell Wilson. So, with all that being said, I think I'm going to give it to the Niners because the roster is better. I think Shanahan is just going to – I ain't going to say – I could see him out coaching Pete Carroll. But I, I feel like they're going to play each other tough. I'm going to give it to the Niners, but I think it's going to be close. I don't expect them to just run over Seattle. I know that they at home, but I think we need to give Seattle a little bit more credit. They also lost Jamal Adams. Yeah, he's um, out for the uh, – I think he's out for the year. Yeah, so who knows how big a factor that's going to play. So they even got worse. So I'll definitely go with the Niners. I don't expect Geno Smith to suddenly become a – True, solid number one quarterback or nothing like that. You know, I think I think we know what Geno Smith is, but but he did, he was pretty surprising in that in that last game. So maybe 
if they win, it'd be off the experience of him just maybe having more experience than Lance or something like that. But I, I, I think overall, I think United's got it. Yeah, I mean, listen, usually week one, you have a huge, like a, a bigger game script off the bat than you would, you know, week two. I think Geno Smith was basically almost perfect, you know, to start that game in the first half. I, again, like when you're going off or going on script with like all the plays that you had prepared to, to start the game with, he was phenomenal. But it was the end, you know, the second half. He couldn't really do much. But luckily for them, I, I was surprised because the Broncos were averaging, I think Javante had 6.1 yards per carry. And then Melvin Gordon had 4.8 yards per carry. That's, that's phenomenal. They should have ran the ball way more. I think they, they only ran the ball 20 times. And one of those, you know, was a Russell Wilson scramble for two, but I mean, 19 carries between those guys averaging five yards a carry. I, you could have, I mean, you you could have ran the ball more and really dominated, but they wanted to throw it, Russ. And Shanahan, with a young Trey Lance, who's getting his fourth – he's only on his fourth start, so we kind of got to give him some more leeway to, to jump. You know, Fields had almost a, a full season last year. I know he started, you know, a little a few weeks later, but he's got more game experience, and he looked damn good. Yes, he did. I think if Shanahan runs the ball more, which I think they should have done against the Bears – um, Debo's probably going to have a bigger week on the ground, but Jeffrey Wilson Jr. I mean, every time he steps in there, when Mitchell was out, he gets yards, and that's because Shanahan's scheme uh, in the run game gets anybody yards. And I, I actually like the signing of Marlon Mack on the practice squad. I think if he can get there and 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 actually play in game. He, he's going to be a great player for the Niners. And because that year he in Indy, he took control of that backfield and, and won the job. And I think he was a thousand yard rusher, if not close. So, um, yeah, I, I think the Niners, if they can control the ground game, it, it shouldn't be close. Um, but, but again, when we get to our picks, uh, the, the death free pick three, I'll see how close it's going to be. All right, moving on to Sunday night football. Chicago Bears going up against their owner, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that, that Sunday <laughs> night game in Lambeau, obviously Green Bay coming off that week one loss. They couldn't stop Justin Jefferson at all. They couldn't protect Aaron Rodgers at all. And listen, the Bears defense, I even said this, is a little underrated. And they're going to be feisty, and they're going to be good. They they hit on a lot of their draft picks. I think a lot of their draft picks played well and looked good in the preseason. It was their offense that I'm worried about because Mooney's basically your only target. I know you got Cole Komet, but Cole Komet to me is not even a top 15 tight end in this league. I think okay. it's, it's Mooney or nothing. And Green Bay has, to me, the best secondary. I know they didn't look like it last week, but, again, these guys didn't play any preseason and O'Connell just had a game plan, put Jefferson in motion, and it's hard to just stop that guy. So I I think this is going to be a good game. I, I think it's going to be somewhat close. Um, but I think the Bears, it's going to be a struggle to move the ball. I think early on, maybe first drive, they'll move it really well. But as the game goes on, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tight windows for fields. And they don't have a guy 
that can create separation like a Justin Jefferson or an Adam Thielen. Like it's going to be a struggle, I think, for Bears receivers to be open with the secondary. And the secondary got embarrassed last week, so you know they're going to show up this week. And I think there was already some smack talk going on. Uh, Jair Alexander uh, was was talking some mess about Mooney, and Mooney came back and said he said that last week uh, before Justin Jefferson, and look what happened. So uh, where do you see this game going? Yeah, I agree with you about the Cole Komet thing. Um, you know, we got to see some more, let the season kind of roll on. But, um, yeah, at, at this very moment, I feel the same way. If not, Cole Komet is all right. I want to see more. Um, I think we have a better – and this is going to sound a little crazy. I think we got a better chance. I, I, I love what you said about um, it being closer than kind of what people expect. I think so, too. I think we got a better chance on the defensive side of the ball than the offense because mm-hmm. – that O-line is very worrisome. Even with um, Zadarius Smith gone, I mean, I, I still feel like that D-line is going to crash that offense and create problems. But I feel more comfortable about it considering um, I know I expect Justin Fields to be used properly. Uh, we got a f- we had a few nice plays last week against your Niners um, simply because they used Fields properly. He was able to create time with his legs and know get some good balls out he got better as the game progressed so that's i expect more of that um hopefully we can get uh montgomery involved earlier because we could not we could not move the ball against your uh your uh front seven at all i mean um they shut him down completely so that's another thing and uh yeah i'm not i don't necessarily like the matchup of um jair alexander and mooney I think that's more in Green Bay's favor. So not too, too sold on the offense, but I feel better about it knowing that uh, Fields is going to be used properly. So it's going to at least give us a chance. But now the defensive side of the ball, I just, you know, it's still Aaron Rodgers. So I think you got the advantage. You got Aaron Rodgers. You got the advantage, especially with a defense like ours. But I think our defense is underrated. I think we have a bunch of young upcoming guys who are feisty. I mean, I saw fire last week. I saw celebrations. I saw them jumping around. I saw them amped. I even saw Eddie Jackson. I don't know where he's been for three years, but I even saw Eddie Jackson out there excited. So, I mean, you know, they made some plays last week, and I know it was against – I know it was a rain game. I know we had the home field advantage. I know Trey Trey Lance technically kind of first real game. So, but – that intensity I saw from our players, our young players, I don't think you can take that for granted. And I think about it's Aaron Rodgers, but I think about I just think about those guys dropping those balls. I mean, that, that was that was beautiful. Um, and we really talking about the young guys, right? What's his name? Uh, Christian Watson and um, the other young guy. I can't think of his name, but you know, so you got a bunch of young receivers, and it's gonna take them a while to bring them along. So I think with those young receivers and our feisty defense, I'm hoping uh, it rolls over to next week. But I think we have a better chance of, um, you know, making some noise on the defensive side of the ball. So that's what I'm banking on. If I got a pick, I'm going to go. Let's, let's say yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, and, and one more note. I mean, last year at Lambeau, December 12th, that fireworks show that both of these teams put on in the second quarter, both mm-hmm. teams scoring three touchdowns in the second quarter. And the Bears actually had the lead, 27 to 21 at half. 
And that, that was, was fun. Yeah, that and I think that was the Matt Nagy. He said at, at the, going to halftime, he's like, "Man, this is this is fun." And then obviously he doesn't know how to make adjustments at halftime, and the Bears end up scoring three points the rest of the game, and Green Bay lights it up in the second half, wins forty-five thirty. So it's going to be different. There is no Devontae Adams. Alan Lazard, I think he's questionable. He might he's still unknown if he'll play. And it, you see the frustration that Bakhtiari isn't out there and uh, their other starting lineman isn't out there. It, it, it's going to be tough for the Packers to really do much. But yeah, I know L- the guys always hurt. Elgin, whatever. I don't know how to speak. But Jenkins, you got Jenkins and Bakhtiari and Lazard all questionable. If they don't play, I think it's an even playing field as far as the line goes because the Bears, we know, line is not good. Listen, I, I thought the Niners were going to get six sacks last week. They damn well could have, if I think, if it was clean conditions because they had two sacks on the first two drives uh, for the Bears. And, yeah, you just saw that offensive line get beat up. But that's the thing. They called plays to benefit and put fields in a better position because the play action was just working. They weren't getting any pressure on the play action. So I think the bears, if Eberflus and his team could, you know, put a good game plan together again, think this is going to be close. All right. Monday night, we got a double header, double header Monday night football with the Buffalo bills home against the Tennessee Titans. And then the second game, Minnesota Vikings at Philly, the Philadelphia Eagles. Start with that Tennessee at Buffalo game. Buffalo obviously could have probably won that game by 40 points instead of 21 if Josh Allen doesn't throw a couple picks. I know one of them went through the receiver's hands, and they were just turning the ball over on drives. There was that uh, James Cook fumble as well. So, I don't know. Tennessee blowing that game against the Giants. I know Saquon went off and looked good, but Daniel Jones – Went Daniel Jones, had his fumble that he always has, and he had that terrible interception uh, when they were on the goal line, and, and he threw it right right to the guy. So a lot of concern, I think, for the Titans. We, we saw their roster get worse in the offseason. Their defense, to me, is not good. Um, Derrick Henry's kind of working his way back, but you, you lose A.J. Brown, who looks like they need A.J. Brown after what he did. I know it was against... The Lions secondary, but A.J. Brown still looked good. It's just, you know, a lot of things for the Tennessee Titans. Um, I, I don't think it, it's going to be this upset like last year when these two teams played. Uh, and I think Josh Allen he should have another good week. I, I love what the Bills did. We'll see if Von Miller can continue the success that like he had last week against the Rams. I just think it was a little extra juice playing his former team that he just won the Super Bowl with. I think he was ready, and plus that offensive line was terrible uh, for the Rams that night. And who knows? Maybe Tennessee's line is just as bad. But um, what are you thinking about this game? Yeah, um, I think it's going to be a wash, man. I think it's going to be a wash. Uh, Josh Allen, listen, if if Herbert is my MVP pick, I'm going to stick with it. But if it ain't Herbert, it's damn sure going to be Josh Allen. Maybe, maybe, maybe Patrick Mahomes. I don't think so, but I'm gonna go with Josh Allen. That man is uh, he's he's also one to watch. Like I said, just him and Mahomes neck and neck. 
Um, I also have them in fantasy. Got them going to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think Josh Allen is great. I think Stephon Diggs is great. I think Gabriel Davis is a great uh, number two. Um, I really like their offense. I think I expect Dalvin Cook to eventually come along this season. We'll see if that happens. Uh, I think they just got – I think they a good team, man. I expect them to roll for a little while. Tennessee, I'm not up on. I wasn't high on them coming into the season. They just lost against the Giants. And A.J. Brown being gone versus um, – versus on top of uh, Ryan Tannehill basically just not being uh, the quarterback that we've seen the past two seasons. I mean, I think he's declining, and I think he needs a target. And they tried to replace A.J. with a rookie, Traylon Burks who I think is also going to need some time to come along. I just don't see it, man. I don't see how they can do anything against uh, the Buff uh, Buffalo's defense in the air. Um, I hope Derrick Henry can still have good games. I got him in fantasy. I hope Derrick Henry can still kind of run through this Buffalo defense and uh, at least get some yardage. But I don't I don't think this is going to be a wash. I could see, I see Buffalo winning by at least two scores. Um, I, th I, th I think they got this under control. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you uh, on on at least the outcome of the game. Um, but yeah, I got Derrick Henry too. So uh, okay, uh, sorry, I keep saying the outcomes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Ah. No, you're good, man. You're good. Uh, this is the first time we're, we're doing the picks at the end like that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I hopefully Derrick Henry does run wild because I, I do. I got him too, and then but I got Josh Allen and Derrick Henry on the same team. So hopefully go go off. Yeah, Stephon Diggs. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I just think that offense. It, it's so hard to game plan against Josh Allen because yeah, it is. He's, he's a triple threat. I, I mean, it's just, he can do it all. Um, and and yep. Gabe Davis coming uh, like knew he was going to have a good year. I, he just, he had that breakout game uh, against KC last year with the three touchdowns in the playoffs, but with the digs getting open and route, route like they, they just, they're able to get open. Um, I, re I just, I really like their squad and I know they're a front runner for OBJ as well. But I, who knows? Maybe the Rams sign OBJ because it looks like they desperately need a really good number two because Allen Robinson disappeared last week uh, against the Bills. But, yeah, I, I think the Bills are going to be able to control this game. Um, hopefully Tennessee gets out to a good lead in the first half and then Buffalo kind of trounces them in the second half. But, yeah, that's game one of the Monday night football games. All right, second one. The Vikings, who had a great first week against the Green Bay Packers against Philly, who had a – Great week as well against the Detroit Lions. It's in Philly. Uh, I, I Listen, I think Minnesota's a better team. I just think offensively, they're going to give a lot of teams fits, especially O'Connell, you know, coming from the Rams and really being the guy who helped put the game plans together. And we saw it, you know, Cooper Cup in motion. It's hard to, I don't know what it is. Like you put the receiver in motion and it just gives them more freedom and, and, um, they get open more uh, on the field. And that's what Justin Jefferson did. It seemed like every time he was in motion, he was open. I think his average uh, average separation last week was like four yards. And that was by far the most. So it, it, you're going to, it's just, it, it's going to be hard to stop these guys. In, I think O'Connell is the perfect guy. And that, and that's what part of the reason why I had Minnesota win in the division over Green Bay. Um, so I, I like Minnesota in this game. I, I think Philadelphia kind of let Detroit back in that game last week. I mean, it was a blowout. And the next thing I know, it's a three-point game at the end of the game. And, and 
the Philly defense just kind of collapsed a little bit. And yeah, they're the one who got Gardner Johnson. Uh, so I liked the secondary for Philly. I thought it got a lot better. So hopefully they clean things up. And, and the receiving core for Minnesota, though, is a lot better than the receiving core of the Detroit Lions. So I think we're in for a good matchup. But is it, it can Minnesota contain Jalen Hurts in this running attack? Because this running attack for Philly is damn good. Yeah, um, I like the matchup, man. Nice NFC matchup. I like the personnel matchup as well. I'm very – if I got to say, like, a game I'm most excited for, I think this is probably the game I'm most excited for. It's Monday night. It's prime time. Um, you know, two good NFC teams that I expect to, uh, you know, really make some noise this year. Uh, like you said, Jalen Hurts has to be contained at some point, and I kind of like the personnel. I think, you know, all all three levels of the Vikings defense is pretty solid. Um, I don't think they have much depth in the secondary, but, I mean, you do still have Harrison Smith, uh, Harrison Smith out there. Um, you got Kendricks in the middle, and then you got the two pass rushers. You know, they added Zedarius, so... I like that matchup. I'm interested to see how the Eagles can handle that. But one important thing that they have and they have had for many, many years is an O-line. So even though the Vikings do have those two edge rushers, they got the O-line. So, and on top of that, they added the weapons. I mean, um, you know, we saw um, um, AJ have an amazing game last week so he has the weapons to make things happen I mean and he doesn't only have to focus on him um I expect more hopefully from Devonta Smith this week but you got Devonta Smith you got AJ Brown you still got your speedster Quez Watkins and this team gets off by running the football um they've been doing that the past few years too so you got Miles Sanders back there who can also catch the ball out the backfield and then you got this mobile quarterback Jalen Hurts so I'm just excited to see how like you said how they try to contain Jalen Hurts and I've always felt like uh, he just needs more weapons. I mean, I know he wasn't too good throwing the ball downfield last year, but he needed more weapons. He only had Devonta Smith, who was a rookie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just – I don't know, man. I'm, I'm I'm very excited for this matchup. And I just like how the personnel matches up on both sides. I know we're still waiting on Jordan Davis. It's only been one game. I still expect him to eventually come along. It may not fully be this season, but, uh, you know, he may not have a breakout season until year two or three. But I expect him to, you know, start learning the game at the pro level and make some um, uh, contributions, whether they be small or big, down the stretch this season. But, um, you know, you, you still got Darius Slay. Um, I, I would take Justin Jefferson in that matchup, but Slay Slay's a little older, but he's a, he's a, a strong bet, you know, I mean. I trust him. I trust him on JJ. I don't think he's gonna shut him down or anything. But if I mean that's not a bad that's not a bad guy to have sticking uh JJ. So you got him, you know, you got Brad Berry on the other side. They um got your boy from uh San Francisco out there at the uh safety position. So I mean it's tart. a nice yeah, tart. So it's a uh it's a, it's a nice um nice matchups all over the field, very excited for it. Yeah, I, and you know, the thing that I, I do have questions about that Minnesota team is their secondary. Uh, he still got Patrick Peterson, who you know he 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 got roasted. Uh, who was it? Uh, Watson, wide open, drops mm-hmm. the ball uh, for Green Bay, and Green Bay still you know threw the ball pretty well. Um, I know they kind of had to in, in garbage time, but 
a secondary is what I, I have questions on because I think Patrick Peterson probably got to hang him up here, you know, after this season, because even last year, he, he, he didn't look good. And, you know, I think with AJ Brown, that that's a tough matchup. I think AJ Brown's going to have a day again and Devonte Smith on the other side, hopefully he can get open um, and, and contribute to that offense as well. Um, but yeah. All right. Depth free pick three is coming up after we go through each game. Um, we're, ju we're just going to go through each game and, and pick who we think is going to win. Spread doesn't matter. We're just going to go with who we like in these games. And we'll start off with the noon games, New York Jets at Cleveland. Justin, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go Cleveland. They got the better roster. I won't be surprised if New York somehow kind of made it interesting because of uh, Jacoby Brissett, you know, but I'm going to go with the better roster, Cleveland. Yeah, I'm, I keep going back and forth just because, I mean, they're both bad at, at, at the quarterback position. And when you don't have good quarterbacks, the games are kind of unpredictable. Uh, but I, I'm going to go with Cleveland as well. They're at home. Um, and I, I do like their defense better than the Jets. But I think the Jets are, as the season goes along, they're going to get better on that side of the ball. And not having Zach Wilson is going to hurt. I know Joe Flacco still threw for over 300 yards against that Baltimore team, but they were down the whole game. So um, if they can get the run game going, I think they can do it. But Cleveland was able to hold McCaffrey uh, to minimal yards last week. So I'm going to take Cleveland in that one as well. Next game, we have the Washington Commanders at the Detroit Lions. I'm going to go with Detroit. I think at home, Dan Campbell's got to get a win early on in the season. Commanders, I know they look good against the Jags and whence this, whence that, but um, I, I just, Detroit, I like DeAndre Swift. I think he's going to have a day. Um, and I like the, the, that young receiving core uh, for, for Detroit. And obviously the defense is still pretty good for Washington. You got Ron Rivera as your coach, but uh, I'm going to go Detroit at home. Yeah, I'm going to um, go Washington. Um, no Chase Young last week. Hopefully we'll see if he plays this week. Uh, yeah, man, I just, I mean, respect to the Lions. Real uh, hard-fighting team. Um, I, 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 I'm never comfortable if I'm betting with Carson Wentz. But uh, he impressed me. He impressed me last week, and um. I, th I think it's a good chance he keep rolling against this defense. So uh, we'll see. But um, I think a pretty close game. I'm 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 gonna stick with Washington though. All right, game three. We got Tampa Bay at New Orleans. We kind of alluded to this earlier. Uh, I'm gonna stick with my pick with New Orleans. Same reasons as earlier. You know, they kind of give it to Brady. Brady's gonna have a couple offensive linemen possibly out. Um, I know one out for sure, but we're, we're still waiting on worse and. Obviously, Godwin being out is going to be an issue. But that defense is still good for Tampa as well. But I, I think with the receiving weapons that Jameis has, I think they're going to be able to pull it out. All the reasons you said, Saints. Yeah. All right, Carolina Panthers at New York Giants. This is one of those where it's kind of it, it's tough to predict. I, my, my brain's telling me New York, but huh. – I'm going to go with Carolina just because I think their their defense can possibly make it hard for Daniel Jones. I just – I don't trust Daniel Jones. So it's hard for me to pick a team that has Daniel Jones as their starting quarterback. 
and Baker and, and the Panthers look good in that second half of that game. McCaffrey's going to be out there. I know Barkley's going to be out there. Um, I hope we get a fireworks show with these two running backs, but I'm going to go with Panthers. Yeah, man, um, I agree with you. Um, I'm going with Carolina. You can't trust because uh, it. I mean, quarterbacks matter, man. It's the most important position. You got to go with the better quarterback. And uh, Carolina, um, excited to see these two running backs face off. I, I, I don't think I'd ever see this uh, healthy Christian McCaffrey and a, health, and a healthy Saquon. Wow, in the same game. Right. Hopefully nobody gets injured. I'm gonna go with Carolina. Carolina. All right. The next game. New England at Pittsburgh, and New England's favorite in this game, and I was kind of shocked when that came out. I still think Pittsburgh, I, again, Pittsburgh's defense is one of the best defenses in the league, even without J.J. Watt. That The Bengals struggled. J.J. or T.J.? T.J. Watt. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even without him, this team is still really good. You got Mike Tomlin as your head coach. I know he's going up against Belichick, but there's just questions. I mean, they don't have a legit – they don't have legit weapons. Like they have guys who can play their positions, but they're not really that great. And I know Pittsburgh secondary is probably their biggest question, but I mean, you got Minka Fitzpatrick back there. I think they're going to be okay. I'm, I'm taking Pittsburgh in this one. I know Trubisky's a starting quarterback for Steelers, but I just think the defense is going to really give this offense who doesn't really have an offensive coordinator uh, some fits. Yeah, man, this is another one of those toss ups. I could see – I can make a great case for both of them and feel comfortable. I think if I really make a case, I think I'm more comfortable with the Steelers, but I don't know. I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to say the Patriots. Um, some games you just can't – you just can't predict, man. I, Bill, Bill Belichick, I think, is still probably the best coach in the league. I'm going to still give it to Bill. Um, I am not sold on this offense. I don't like the personnel. They need more wideouts. I don't like that uh, Mac Jones is a mobile. I think the league has switched to that. And, you know, I'm just not sure about it, but I'm just I'm just getting a gut feel. I'm, I'm going to trust my gut, man. I think Bill Belichick thinks it's probably a, a chess match between him and uh, Mike T. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the bats. All right, next game, we got Indianapolis Colts at Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Stopped the Colts from making the playoffs last year, final week of the season. Listen, this has probably been on their calendar for the Colts. I, I got the Colts taking this one in Jacksonville, even though I, I think Jacksonville looked looked good. And Trevor Lawrence, out of the second-year quarterbacks, I know Fields had a great game, but I think Lawrence looked the best out of all of them. But I, I'm going to take the Colts on this one at Jacksonville. Yeah, man, I'm seeing a lot of close matchups. Um like I said, the 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 only one I, I I see the runaway pretty much is the Buffalo game, but this is another close matchup, man. The AFC South, those teams, I don't I don't give a damn what those rosters look like. They play each other tough. They play each other tough. Um, I expect this to be another good game. Um, I'm also go with Indy. Like you said, they got the added motivation from last year, and I do overall think that they have the better roster. Uh, I expect Jonathan Taylor to go off, and yeah, man, I think I think the Coasters got the better roster. They're gonna play each other tough. Probably won't be a blowout or anything like that. But uh, Colts. All right, last uh, noon game of the day: Miami Dolphins at Baltimore. We kind of talked about this one earlier. Um, hey, you know, Ronnie Stanley's out. That's gonna be tough for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, that secondary. Let's see if Peters and Humphrey plays um, or play. 
I'm, I'm going Baltimore just strictly because they're at home. Lamar's there. He's got a winning record uh, in that defense. I really like that defense uh, against these weapons that the Dolphins have. Uh, I'm going to go Baltimore at home. Yeah, I agree. Baltimore at home. Um, like I said, they, they got that added motivation from last year. Um, Lamar has something to prove. Uh, hopefully he's not missing all those guys that are potentially going to be lost. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Ravens as well. And they at home. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens. All right. First game of the 3 o'clock window, Atlanta Falcons at the Rams. Atlanta blowing that lead. The Rams are at home. Listen, I, I think the Rams, first week of the season, you kind of got that Super Bowl mindset still. You're just coming off of that Super Bowl win. Uh, it's a really good Buffalo uh, team. I don't think the Falcons have that good of a defense, that good of a pass rush like the Bills do. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Rams to bounce back in week two and, and, and beat the Falcons. I agree. Uh, both teams coming off losses. I, I expect the Super Bowl champions to be very, very hungry. I think Aaron Donald is going to eat. I expect much more from Allen Robinson. Um, yeah, Atlanta just doesn't have the personnel. I'm not taking Marcus Mario. And then you got the quarterback discrepancy, too. I'm not taking Marcus Mario to, to do much against that defense. They still got Jalen Ramsey, still got Aaron Donald, you know, still got Cooper Cup. They so so they got all they, all they big name guys, so they cornerstones. So, uh, yeah. Definitely Rams. This this could probably be a runaway game too. Rams. Yeah, uh, I I would I would think so at least, but we'll see. All right, Seattle at San Francisco. We kind of touched on this. I got San Francisco, um, but we'll we'll see with the debt free pick three. Like I said, if I think it's going to be a blowout, or if I think it's going to be close, but we'll see. But yeah, I got the Niners. Um, I just think defensively, Geno Smith isn't going to be able to do what he did. Uh, they're not at they're not at home. They don't have a twelfth man behind them. Uh, I just think the Niners defense is going to be able to get to Geno, too. I agree, San Fran. All right. Cincinnati at Dallas. Another teaser alert. This is in my debt-free pick three. I got the Bengals. Listen, Pittsburgh, I, I said, you know, everybody was saying, oh, they, they uh, Bengals in the offseason, you know, re-upped that offensive line and, and made it better, but they looked terrible and gave up, what was it, five sacks or seven sacks against the Steelers, whatever it was. But listen, the Steelers have the best pass rush in the league uh, with TJ Watt. And it was shown last year, the same exact thing. They led the league in sacks. Mm -hmm. I think that Minka on the back end, they're just a tough matchup and it's a division opponent in Pittsburgh or uh, shoot, shoot. Was it in Pittsburgh? Let's see. I already forgot where the hell the game was last week. No, I think it was, uh, it was in Cincy, but anyway. Yeah, it was Cincy. The, Cincy still almost won that game. You know, Joe Burrow. Yes. He had four picks. And I think he had a fumble, but they lost in overtime and should have won in regulation if they make that extra point, but it got blocked. And if and if that snap wasn't high uh, in, in overtime, they would have won with that field goal. So I have the Bengals beating Dallas, who obviously don't have Dak Prescott. Yeah, Dallas is overrated. Um, they definitely got worse. Uh, right, no Dak Prescott. It's, yeah, this is... Since he's coming off uh, a loss, they hungry. Joe Burrow is not going to throw multiple picks again. Um, Trayvon Diggs will get exposed if you think he's going to match up with Jamar Chase. Sorry, it's just levels to this. Um, yeah, easily Cincy. Yeah, and by the way, if 
her, uh, Burrow was my second choice for MVP this year. And I know he had four picks, but I mean, he still put up some yards. And, and it's funny, I have him in fantasy, and he started off most of the day, he was negative points, and then he ended up almost getting me 20 points by the end of it. Um, but yeah, Burrow, I, he's gonna look so damn good this year. All right, Houston Texans at Denver Broncos. Houston coming off that tie. Obviously, they always play division opponents well. And Denver coming off that bad loss, poor time management at the end of the game. I don't understand it. I said I Hackett should have went for it right away on that fourth down. If you don't get it, there's a yep. minute something left. And you you got all three timeouts, and your defense was stopping that offense of Seattle. You could have easily caused a three and out with plenty of time for Russell Wilson to have a full set of downs. And yeah, he had to drive the field, but I think he would have been able to do it. I think Hackett bounces back. He, he called a great game. I think they punted once in that game. He had a two goal line fumbles, which you don't really see. I, I think that was the first time it happened since the seventies. So I have Denver winning this one and I think they win big. I agree. Um, I'm going to chalk it up to, like, nerves or something. Russ going back to Seattle week one. You know, all of that going on. Now they've taken the L to a team that they probably feel like they shouldn't have. Um, they hungry. Um, they got the better roster. Got the much, much better quarterback. Um, no reason that they should not win this game. Like you said, uh, Hackett called a pretty solid game. He just kind of fumbled it at the end. Uh, you got to get your quarterback the ball at the end of the game like that with on, on, the, on the fourth, give him a chance to win it, especially a guy like Russell Wilson who can create with his legs still. Um, yeah, I go with uh, Denver. All right. We got Arizona at Las Vegas. Arizona getting blown out week one by the Chiefs and the Raiders obviously <clears throat> losing that close one to the Chargers. This one, now this one's one of the tougher picks for me. Uh, wow. I could see either team winning, um, but it, it's because it, the defense of the Raiders did not look so good that game. I, they couldn't really get pressure early on uh, on Herbert, but Arizona's defense isn't good. I, I just I think I'm going to go with the Raiders, and I think Devontae is going to just have another good game. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm going to go Raiders, but I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be close. Um, I almost completely disagree. Um, I don't think this is hard at all. I think Vegas wins this game pretty easily. Um, it's in Vegas, right? Um, if you're going back to last week, you got to think about what they played. First off, they played against the Chargers. That's a divisional uh, opponent, so these teams know each other. Uh, Derek Carr, like you said, those defenses are two different defenses. The Chargers are a much better defense than the Cardinals. Um, Derek Carr isn't going to be throwing those interceptions like he did it against the Chargers. Um, it's just a, it's just a uh, much better defense. Then you got them on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, they're going against Justin Herbert. You know, Justin Herbert is Justin Herbert, my MVP pick. So that wasn't too surprising. This team, Kyler Murray, he is a different quarterback without uh, D-Hop. I'm sorry. He just is. Oh, yeah. I don't see him necessarily just being able to take the team and elevate him. And he, he just a different quarterback without D-Hop. Um, it's that simple. Like I said, they don't have the home field advantage, the Cardinals. And I think that uh, Derek Carr is going to just spread the ball out. If, if, if Devonta don't, he doesn't have a, a big game, I think he's going to spread the uh, ball out. If I got to uh, 
give my prediction. I'm going to say he spread the ball out versus just feeding uh, Devonta Adams because um, you got to get a guy like Waller involved, man. That's a great tight end, top three tight end in the league. And I just feel like you got to get him involved. You still got Hunter Renfro. You got all these extra weapons, man. Use them. So I I, I don't see this being uh, too close at all. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm going to go with the uh, Raiders. All right. All right, Sunday Night Football, the longest rivalry in the NFL, Chicago Bears, who have a two-game lead against the Green Bay Packers as far as total wins in franchise history. I know the big storyline in the offseason, everybody was saying, oh, Green Bay can pass the Bears for the all-time wins uh, for each other. But I'm going to go Green Bay. They're at home. Lambeau, Aaron Rodgers just somehow – I mean, he owns the division, not just the Bears – Obviously not Minnesota as much, but when it comes to Detroit and Chicago, he always finds a way to win. Um, I'm going to take Green Bay in this game, but I think I'm going to take them close. I agree. Um, not too much to say. Uh, for all the reasons you said, they at home, all of that, Aaron Rodgers will get it. Um, yeah, our personnel, I think, got a better chance of matching up on that defensive side of the ball. We'll see what those young receivers do for Green Bay. But uh, I'm going to go with Green Bay, but it won't be a runaway. This I'm hoping it shouldn't be. All right, Monday Night Football matchup one, Tennessee at Buffalo. We both kind of tipped our picks on this one. Again, I don't think it's close. I think it's Buffalo running away with it against Tennessee. Um, But who knows, right? Week one, everybody put – before the the season started, everybody said the Bills were going to win the Super Bowl, um, and they looked like they won the Super Bowl in week one against the Rams. We'll see. I, I mean, the line is big. I think it's going to be a blowout. But, again, this is one of those spots. It could be a trap game where it ends up being close. But I, I'm going to take the Bills. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'd be utterly surprised if Tennessee um, won this game or even made it close, to be honest. But, uh, Bills. All right. And the final matchup of the week, Minnesota at Philadelphia. <sighs> I, you know, as we were going through this game earlier, I'm like going back and forth now because I think Philly could definitely win at home. I'm going to stick with Minnesota, though. I, I, I like I like their offense. I, I just think it's it's going to be hard for any team to really contain them. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I know they, the, the secondary for Philly, it's not as good as the Packers and the Packers that fits. But again, week one, you're you're more prepared. Yeah, it's a division opponent. You know them better than any other team in the league. And plus, Minnesota just always gives Green Bay fits. I'm going to stick with Minnesota. But I think Philly, it's, it's going to be a close one. We have an interesting bet on Monday. I'm going with Philly, man. Uh, I think Philly, is, I think it's going to be a close game. Either way, um, you're not wrong in nothing that you said. I could easily see it going uh, Minnesota's way. I think it's all about who wants who wants it more. This is the game I'm for sure most excited about. Excited about um, uh, this week. So I'm, I'm I'm gonna go with Philly. Um, I gave most of my reasons already. So Philly. All right, all right. The moment y'all have been waiting for. We got those picks down, but for the betters, the debt free pick three starts now. We don't do anything illegal. Debt free pick three. Look what I found in my pocket. Look. A year's salary right here. What I call them? A fun coupon. This is the debt free pick three. On the final play. With Mikey Clutch. Let's 
make you some money. All right. We're each going to pick three, three games based on the spread. And I'll start. Actually, Justin, you start. You know, you start with your three. So I'm going to say um, Buffalo minus 10 against uh, Tennessee. Uh, I think they take off, man. I think they, you know, like I said, gave my reasons earlier. I think it's a wash. Buffalo got it. Pretty safe bet. Um, I also want to go with. I like the um, I like I like the Vegas and um, uh, Cardinals one. I I, I think I think you could take Vegas minus five. Um. Yeah, I think I mean I just gave my uh, reasons already, so I don't, don't want to get too too much into it. But uh, yeah, you know they got the home field advantage. I expect that uh, Derek Carr to spread it out more. They could, I, 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 they definitely gonna win by a touchdown at least. So uh, yeah, take Vegas with that one. And last but not least, um, I'm a, I'm gonna say the Bears. I'm gonna say the Bears. Um, now, what's the spread with the uh, Green Bay and um, Bears? Uh, that uh, that one's nine and a half, I believe, right yeah, now. Yeah, nine and a half. Yeah, or I actually, think. No, uh, sorry, it moved. It moved to ten. It moved to ten. So the Bears plus ten. Oh, that's actually not bad. I mean, yeah, I got I got that home Remy though. Um, you can take that one. Uh, All right, so, uh, so oh, oh, can you hear me? My bad. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. are, you, are you taking the Bears with the points? No, nope, nope. I'm gonna do Philly. I'm gonna do Philly because I, I ain't gonna mess with my Bears. Uh, no, 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 no. You right. You right. Okay. Uh, I'll do Green Bay. I'll do. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna do Green Bay minus ten. All right. So for Justin's debt free pick three, we got Green Bay minus ten covering. We got yeah. Buffalo, I believe you said minus ten covering, yep. and then you said Philly, or I'm gonna do Vegas minus Vegas. five. Vegas minus, I think they're minus five and a half. Yep. Uh, so all right, all favorites. He's picking all favorites. Yeah. Uh, I'm going not completely the other way, but mine. I'm gonna have a couple underdogs. Uh, first game, Steelers plus two and a half at home against the Patriots. I think they're going to win outright, so you could technically do the money line, but I'm going to I'm just going to stick with the points here. Ah, again, I just I don't believe in the Patriots' offense against the Steelers' defense, and I think the, the Steelers they're getting Najee Harris back. Uh, I know he, he missed some of that game last week, and they have receiver weapons. I know Trubisky's the one throwing the ball, but I mean, come on now. They, they got to be able to move the ball uh, against the secondary of the Patriots. You know, J.C. Jackson, a huge, huge loss for them. And, and we saw uh, a, a nice fourth down conversion from Miami last week, fourth and seven. I know it was in Miami, but again, you're on the road two weeks in a row. Uh, I, I'm going to stick with the Steelers plus two and a half at home. Um, Bengals, this, this line actually dropped. I'm surprised. Bengals on the road in Dallas. Listen, take away those five picks. They might have won by double digits uh, against Steelers, and Steelers played well. So I'm I'm gonna go with Bengals minus seven in Dallas. I think that receiving core of T Higgins comes back, and because um, I think he got a concussion last week, so hopefully he passed the concussion protocol. And it, it's just I don't see the Dallas defense. 
with this rebuilt line getting as much pressure as the defensive front for Steelers. I, I know Micah Parsons is dominant. He He's probably going to get a sack or two in this game, but that's about it. I, I got Joe Burrow bouncing back, not making the mistakes, and really sticking it to the Cowboys. I got a minus seven. And then the final game, I'm taking the Seahawks plus nine and a half on the road against the Niners. Again, I just don't think Trey Lance deserves to be almost a 10-point favorite. Uh, in this game. I think he's going to struggle. You're going to see it. Pete Carroll is still the coach on the other end. Um, and this is a rivalry. Listen, the Niners always struggle against the Seahawks. I know most of that was because Russell was there, but I'm going to stick with the Seahawks plus nine and a half. So my debt free pick three Steelers plus two and a half Bengals minus seven Seahawks plus nine and a half Justin's Green Bay minus 10 Buffalo minus 10 and the Raiders minus five and a half. That's going to do it. Hopefully you win some money. We'll be back after the games, probably on Tuesday. Recap the weekend and preview Thursday night football for next week and give you that clutch player of the week. For the final play with Mikey Clutch, I am Mikey Clutch. The Blitz Package, Justin Matt, Jay Matt on the other side. The final Blitz coming at you. Have a good weekend. Enjoy tomorrow's games. And we'll talk to you soon. You have just tuned into the final play with Mikey Clutch on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. It's not just sports, it's a way of life.